0: at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 17. you are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and you are indeed locked on magic today is january 10th 2017 my name is phil prostenreich i'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy to have you in for another episode of Locked on Magic. The team, of course, is out on the West Coast. A couple of days off to, to get ready for the Los Angeles Clippers. A couple of days of hopefully some some very difficult practices on the road, trying to fix a, a lot of problems that were just very present in a disappointing loss to the Lakers. Uh, because it, it, if, you, if you listen to Magic Twitter, if, if you look at some of the power rankings even, there is very much a sense that the sky is falling and, and that this season is slowly slipping away. Like like we said, January and specifically this road trip were very, very important for the Magic. Frank Vogel even sensed that saying uh, to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel that this trip will be a turning point for the season or, or it's a very critical time in the season. Uh, and that's being proven to be very, very true. Uh, the Magic are, I still, I still think, three and a half games. Light, light night in the NBA. On Monday with the college football uh, national championship game, uh, congrats to the Clemson Tigers on that. Uh, but uh, it, it's uh, you know definitely a very very important time for the Magic and, and one that we're looking at very very carefully uh, and, and one that they gotta straighten out with some tough games now coming up uh, on the road on this road trip and, and even in the rest of January. So big 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 uh, necessary uh, opportunity to to straighten things out. Uh, this coming uh, this coming week uh, and certainly uh, Wednesday against a very difficult clippers opponent on today's episode we're going to talk about you know maybe some of the mindset a little bit of the approach that the magic have to take in practice taken from last week uh, as the team was preparing for this road trip and, and preparing for some of these games we'll also talk a little bit about everyone's favorite player uh, both their favorite player and probably their least favorite player. On this episode, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on on Mario Hazonia as well as my thoughts on, on C.J. Watson, who had a nice little stretch of play. And you know, this you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. I'm, I'm sure. You know, I I wrote a long thing last week trying to justify C.J. Watson's play, and, and and I struggled to do so. And so I'll I'll discuss that just a little bit. But let's start off with a, a quick thought. Some quick thoughts on where the Magic's mindset needs to be right now. Uh, they've obviously got. Some big practices, they got some big games still coming up on this road trip. This isn't the time necessarily to panic. I mean, if you're a fan base, maybe you're panicking. Maybe you see all the problems. Maybe you see, certainly you see all the problems. I, I, I said yesterday, on yesterday's podcast, you can go back on Audi Boom and iTunes and all the fun places you download your podcast to listen to yesterday's podcast. But yesterday, I, I, I kind of just said it straight out and, and I wrote a column on it. This Magic team just doesn't work. Um, There's just... A lot of problems. The, the roster doesn't fit well together, uh, and the team is just struggling to do the very, very simple things that Frank Vogel is asking them to do. Uh, that they need to be successful. That's that's you know they've done some of these things on occasion, but they haven't been able to string it together. And it's just becoming very, very clear that this group does not work well together, or this group is not taking those steps they need to work well together. That's easy for us to say on the outside, and and what I do like to do since I since I do have some access to the team is and I think I do this a little bit on Twitter too where you know everyone wants the hot take everyone wants the the big flashy opinion the big statement and I certainly made one yesterday uh, but um, I would I would I also like to kind of take a step back and realize what these players are going through and what's going to make them more successful and it's not so much right now that the team, should be thinking, oh, the season's lost. That's absolutely not what they should be thinking, because if they think that, that's going to lead to mistakes. Now, the one thing I always say, and I've gotten into plenty of arguments about, you know, rehashing the Magic's rebuild and, and decisions made, decisions not made. One thing I've I have i have always said, and I believe this when we talked about this summer, uh, and what the Magic did this summer and what their goals were. When you make panic decisions, when you when you make decisions out of desperation, that is when you make mistakes. And so it's more important for the Magic in this case to make sure they're keeping themselves on an even keel. And this is something, you know, when, you, when you're in locker rooms for a lot, when you hear NBA players talk, this is one of the most cliche things that that gets said around the league. It's a long season. It's an 82-game season you can't get too high and you can't get too low and and the other favorite cliche is you're never as bad as you look when you win and you or you're never as bad as you look when you lose you're never as good as you look when you win the key again and and this goes into everything else the key to success in the NBA is consistency it's not necessarily playing good it's not necessarily playing it's not necessarily playing at your best it's not necessarily avoiding playing your worst success in the NBA it's about how well you can play on a night-to-night basis and whether you can brush off the rough nights and have a, a good night the next night because there's always another game, another another favorite cliche, and or whether you can not be too full of yourself after the good wins. And to give the Magic some credit up until the beginning of the month, really, I mean, even at the beginning of the month, first couple games of the month, to give the Magic some credit, They've been very good at this. They've been very good at getting themselves off the mat and responding to losses. I mean, I think I mean Vogel even said it enter you know after Friday's game, we've been very good responding to tough losses and I think the Magic even did that Friday against the Rockets. They're 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 very good at responding to difficult losses. They're very good at making sure one loss doesn't become two, largely. They're on a three-game losing streak right now. Uh, but they've been very good at rebounding with good performances. And, and even, I would argue, Friday they had a good performance. They did a, they did a lot of what they needed to do to win uh, that game and just, just couldn't pull it out at the end. Um, it, what's, what's really important for the players right now as they go through these practices is, A... They commit and and they and they really trust each other. I mean, I think trust is still one of the biggest issues on this team. It's not necessarily schematics. It's not necessarily tactical that that the team is struggling with. The team is struggling trusting that someone's going to be there for them uh, in the right spot when they need when they need to be there. Um, that is still I think a huge issue for this team. And practice is where you gain that trust, um, but. Uh, you know, to me, saying you need to keep an even keel, which which I think the magic have said which the magic said last week and, and I think they they'll still continue to say because like I said it's it's a cliche in the league. this isn't this isn't something that is just a magic problem. it's a, it's a problem with everyone. You know, you go to Toronto uh, and and they're struggling with their defense right now and there's there's some panic right there. there's a little bit of frustration. To me, though, the Magic also don't, they don't need to necessarily keep an even keel. They need to, you know, not panic. They need to not feel like the season's lost. They don't need, they need to feel confident enough to to say, we will beat the Clippers on Wednesday, and knowing this Magic team, I half expect them to, because that's what they do after bad performances. They play really well against good teams, and they get up for good teams. I mean, certainly, I think the Rockets coming to town sharpen their focus a little bit. But I don't think keeping an even keel here is enough for the Magic. I think they need to be play with a little more urgency. They need to recognize that this season is very much on the brink. They need to know that if they don't begin to, to shape up and get things going in the right direction, they're going to be too far out of it to change anything. We've seen this team play like a playoff team. We've seen this team with the talent to play at a high level. They haven't done it every night, and they haven't done it consistently. And a big reason for that is partly their urgency. Some nights they look like they are just determined to win games, and they come out, they come out guns a blazing, and playing extremely well. Other nights, they don't look interested at all, and it feels like it feels like they're going through the motions. Playing with a little more urgency right now, I think, is absolutely necessary. It's not enough to say, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. That's true. But they also need to realize the situation that they're in. And that's this season is quickly going to fall off the rails if they don't do something to stop it. And that has to start Wednesday night. That actually has to start in practice on Monday. has to continue on practice on Tuesday. and has to be at its peak Wednesday against the Clippers. And if the Magic so happen to win that game, they can't get too excited about it because they got another game Friday against a very good Portland Trail—not a very good, team, but a, a good Portland Trailblazers team. And so that's going to be a, a big piece of the puzzle for the Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety-nine. And our two pack of LED floodlights is only 12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs now through Monday only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Moving on now, I I, you know, last last week before Evan Fournier came back, I mean, one of the big debates Within the magic, and I still think it's a fairly big debate within within the magic, and it may not even be much of a debate. And and certainly, I I can arm arm you with some with some facts to show that it's probably not as big of a debate. Um, But one of the big discussions among Magic fans for the last few weeks has been Mario Hisonia and why he hasn't played. I'm going to get to Mario in just a bit. Um, I I do think it's important to discuss Mario Hisonia. He had a a, a decently strong run of play. Um he's start he's getting minutes now but largely because the magic are getting blown out a little bit more and, and he's looked good in, in those garbage time minutes that he's gotten. There's no denying it and, and, and it's getting close to to a time where they need to play him. But I think the growing sense or the continuing sense is that the magic are still going to rely on veterans. This was a common complaint under Scott Skiles. Um he he is notorious for relying heavily more on veterans than on young players, um, this is continuing to be a complaint uh, from fans, at least uh, for Frank Vogel. And, and and Frank Vogel, I think, does he has a set rotation and he does tend to stick with it, uh, even when it's not working. He's obviously played Jeff Green a lot, uh, and, and there's some there's some pretty uh, you know damning numbers on him. But one of the decisions that was most confusing while Evan Fournier was out was. Sticking with C.J. Watson for as long as the team did. By every statistical measure, C.J. Watson has had zero impact on the Magic. His his raw statistics this year, uh, he's averaging, I've got it pulled up here, two and a half points per game, shooting 28.2% from the floor, 1.4 assists per game. Even in the games that he was getting minutes in, and, and he largely hasn't gotten very, very many minutes this year, but in those games where Evan Fournier was out, and Watson was getting more than 15 minutes per game, this is a, a pretty much a six-game stretch. Watson only averaged 4.2 points per game in 19.8 minutes per game, shot 31.3 percent from the floor and 17.6 percent from the foul, from beyond the arc. He also had 3.0 assists per game, which I think is a little more indicative of what of, of a little bit of what he contributed. Those are. Kind of the same numbers that got Mario Hazonia benched. And so, of course, the question is what is CJ Watson, what was CJ Watson doing to earn minutes? There are a few things that can't get measured, and I, I do think they are worth mentioning. The reason coaches, especially coaches that who are desperate for wins, and, and this magic team is desperate for wins, coaches trust veterans because they know where to be. They know how to be in the right spot. They know how to how to rotate and how to execute a defense better than young players. It's not necessarily about CJ, what CJ Watson contributes individually. It's about him playing his role. And on offense, that can mean like like I said earlier earlier in the year with Jeff Green when he was starting. Sometimes that means just staying out of the way. That does matter. That is important. You know, because not everyone's going to be able to score. Not everyone's going to be able to have the ball in his hands. Not everyone's going to be able to drive. Having said all that, it's still really difficult to justify that CJ Watson was helping the team's defense in a significant way. Looking at on off ratings, when CJ Watson is on the floor this season, this entire season, the Magic have a 94.9 offensive rating. That's not good. It's the third worst on the team, ahead of only Mario Hisonia and Rinze Onowaku who's only played eight games. Defensively, though, the Magic have been better with Watson on the floor. The team he has, he's when the, he's on the floor, the team posts a team high ninety nine point two defensive rating. If there is a reason Watson got those minutes over Mario Hisonia, it is because of this fact: the team played better defense with Watson on the floor. It 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 with Watson it's just about being in the right position, being in the right spot, being making the rotations well, you know, crowding, getting back out, the little things that i that you can't quantify statistically. i mean, even this defensive rating is an imperfect statistic. having said all that. having said all that. the team is just abysmal offensively with watson on the floor. and there's no getting around that. the team the offense will slow to a crawl with watson on the floor. Uh, Because right now he is just not shooting the ball well at all. Is his I mean when it comes down to this Watson or Hazonia debate, the question you gotta ask, and I'm sure many Magic fans will say, obviously Hazonia, the question you gotta ask is is what you lose on offense more important or, or less important than what you gain on defense, what you possibly gain on defense? Like I said, this is an imperfect measure. Defensive rating uh, for an individual is a very imperfect measure. There are four other guys on the floor, so who is C.J. Watson on the floor with for the majority of these minutes? That's a big question to ask. That's certainly a huge question to ask. If he's on the floor with Bismack Biambo a lot, or Nikola Vuce- i mean, or Serge Ibaka a lot—his defense is probably good. Your defense is probably going to end up pretty good. Uh, actually, Nikola Vucevic has the second best defensive rating when he's on the floor of any Magic player. So, I mean, is Watson then really making that huge of an impact defensively individually? I would say no. If you look at his defensive box plus minus on Basketball Reference, it should load eventually. It's minus one point one. In fact, he has a minus five point five box plus minus, which which says the team is 5.5 points per 100 possessions worse than having an average player on the floor. It's hard to say Watson makes a big individual impact. And while I think he does do a lot of those veteran things, he's in the right spot, he's trying, he's getting where he needs to be, it's not enough to erase what's been really bad about Watson. And I think that's the predicament the Magic were kind of in throughout the time Evan Fournier was out. Is he just wasn't providing very much, uh, much that you can measure, and the team survived going three and two. But you know, it certainly is worth an argument and certainly worth a debate that the Magic are not better off throwing Hazonia in there on occasion. And I would argue, and I think this it, it's perfectly fair to argue. That Mario Hizonia deserve, you know, I don't want to say deserved because we don't know what happens in practice, and, and I will continue to say to people who say, why isn't Mario Hazonia playing, why isn't Mario Hazonia playing, we don't see what goes on in practice. Despite what may or may not go on in practice, there were definitely a few occasions, more than a few occasions, and there still are more than a few occasions, where the Magic just need to mix things up and try something new and see if they can get a spark. And that's what Hizonia can bring. And that's why it's important to play him. Mario Hizonia, of course, he's a, he's a top five pick. So everyone's going to be obsessed with him and getting the most out of him. And seeing him virtually not playing games. He's played 26 of 39 games this year. To see him relegated to garbage time, essentially... Is frustrating. Should be frustrating to everyone. It's frustrating to me because I, I you know, as much as I, you know, I, I kind of agree with with Vogel that that maybe Hisonia has, you know, hasn't earned his minutes, or you know, I, I trust the coaching staff to determine when it's the right time to play him. And it, it certainly seems like they want they're they're waiting for the right time to play him. It's hard to justify Hisonia playing with how he played when he was in the rotation originally. He was shooting less than twenty percent from beyond the arc. He was shooting less than. Forty percent from from the field overall. He was struggling, struggling especially on defense. I mean, his defensive box plus minus is not much better than C.J. Watson's minus one point nine. So it's worse. His offensive box plus minus is much worse than Mar- than C.J. Watson's. So there is a statistical impact from Mario Zonia. He he wasn't good. He I mean I I, I, I don't know how to, else to put it. I believe that he was better than what he showed. At the beginning of the season. But at the beginning of the season, he was not good. And he has to prove himself all over again. And that's what you hoped he would do when given some playing time and garbage time. Uh, he played a full fourth quarter against the Charlotte Hornets, went four for six from the floor, two for four from beyond the arc, 10 points. Not a bad outing. Followed that up against Indiana, made a nice block from behind. He got completely beat back door on the first part, but he made a nice block, good recovery, good effort from him. And it was these kind of performances, which were perfectly fair. You know, you get four and a half minutes here, four and a half minutes there. Um, You know, he hasn't played very much since then, but, um, you know, he showed flashes in these performances that were just like, okay, he's gotten his rhythm back maybe a little bit. He's starting to figure some things out. When is he going to get the opportunity to play meaningful minutes? And this has been the most frustrating part with Mario Hazonia, is the meaningful minutes just aren't coming yet, or they aren't there yet, or, or whatever reason, they're not there. Um, on... Friday, Friday, I think it was Wednesday or Friday, I think I, I forget when it was. Um, last week, I, I asked Frank Vogel about uh, Mario Azonia getting getting some more minutes and, and how much he vow, how much he how much weight he puts into some of these late game situations. And, and I'll go ahead and play what uh, what Frank Vogel said uh, in, in, said about said about that. Well, with Mario, it's never about effort. Played extremely hard. Um, you know, it's. I don't expect him when he first gets back in there to be um, really sharp. It's tough to uh, it's tough to do that when you're not practicing and you're not playing the games. Um, <coughs> but I wanted it to, you know, to the best of his ability, make good decisions, you know, with his shot selection, um, with his choices off the bounce, and to be in the right spots on the defense end. Do you put any weight in, in in those late game situations? I mean, obviously he's coming in, you know, when games are kind of decided. At this a little, point. but not not too much. Okay. You know, what I mean, it's it's tough to you know to measure and, and to really evaluate in those situations. That was Frank Vogel before Wednesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks last week, uh, speaking speaking to the media. And and, and you you can you know I, I think generally he's right. Mario Zonia it's never a question of effort with him, and, and I think with Tizona, it's about proving. He can execute with precision the things the Magic need then need him to execute because you know this isn't a situation where the Magic are, you know, happy to let someone go out there and make mistakes. Mistakes have consequences for this team. This team's trying to make the playoffs. Rightly or wrongly, this team is trying to make the playoffs. And until that changes, it's tough to justify playing him and, and allowing him to, to make mis- make mistakes that could potentially hurt the team and hurt this team's bottom line, which is winning games to make the playoffs. You know, having said all that, there, there does come an oppor- There does come a time where a coach just has to trust a young player to go out there and show what he can do. And for whatever reason, Hizonia hasn't earned that trust. Uh, his shooting does seem to have come around. He's shooting the ball much better in, in the limit. Again, the limited minutes he's had, it does seem like those shooting woes that that really made him difficult to play earlier in the season are gone. If I were coaching this team. I would have given him an opportunity at some point just to see how he does. Again, in Vogel's defense, and I, I know I'm playing both sides here. The last time he did that, the last time Izonia played meaningful minutes, was that home game against the Denver Nuggets, uh, and he gave up four three pointers to Wancho Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez had a career day. He went in in the second quarter, gave up a lot of point, gave up a lot of shots, and that was the last we saw of him. Again. Mistakes have real consequences for this magic team. They're trying to win games. I do agree with Vog- I, I do agree with Vogel, uh, and I do think Vogel is being genuine when he says this. That Hisonia will get his opportunity at some point this season. He's not going to spend the rest of the season tied to the bench. That chance is going to come. Who knows? He may have had some good practices last week when the Magic were practicing pretty hard, and he may have good practices on this road trip and get that opportunity. Certainly with the Magic needing some urgency, needing some fresh blood in there, that would suggest this is a good time to see if Azonia can can play at the level the Magic need him to play at or if he can contribute something more than what they're getting already. Because clearly what's going on now isn't working, and Izzonia is is a card to pull uh, and, so, and a dice to roll to see if you can get things moving in, in the right direction. I mean, I think uh, the, there's that game earlier in the season against Washington at home that the magic won. His was absolutely critical in the fourth quarter. It felt like a big breakthrough for Mario uh, that he was going to really establish himself. He earned, I think he closed that game. But I think he, he earned those minutes. So it's not impossible for his to get there. He can He did it once, he can do it again. Right now, though, the opportunities are just very limited. There's just not a lot of practice time. He's not getting a lot of game time. I mean, it might come down to an odd game where a lot of guys get, foul, get fouls, and Hazonia is the guy they have to turn to on the bench. That could be the game where Hazonia takes that step up and gets that opportunity. Whenever that opportunity comes, Hazonia needs to take advantage of it. It's not going to come around pretty often. It's going to be handed to him, and he's got to take the ball and run with it sometimes literally, when he gets that chance. That's the situation Mario Izzoni is in right now. He's waiting for that opportunity. He's waiting for the chance. Whether he's earned it or not, whether he deserves it or not, is certainly something that fans can debate, but ultimately the only man that can make that decision is Frank Vogel. And as we've said for much of the last month, it seems like he's doing the right things. It seems like he is... Doing everything the coaching staff is asking him to do. There's no reason to believe that he will not, you know, that that he he is getting closer to that opportunity. But it hasn't happened yet, rightly or wrongly, it hasn't happened yet. And until then, Hazonia, like the rest of the teams, team has got to kind of keep their chin up, keep working, get through it, and hope that that. You know, as cliche as a cliche as it sounds, to tie it all back together, that the process will equal results in the long run. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast today. A uh, little bit of an off day; it's it's odd. I don't have to preview a game, I don't have to recap a game. It's 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 an odd feeling here on the podcast today without a game. We'll 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 be back at it tomorrow, though, with a comp with a preview of the Magic's game against the Los Angeles Clippers as well as more issues, a big issue actually. Uh, we had a nice long article on orlandomagicdaily.com from, from our Zach Palmer about the directions the Magic can go. So we'll discuss that a little bit uh, as uh, as you know we're, as we said, we're, we're entering a turning point for the Magic season. So we'll discuss that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iBoom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places that you download podcasts. Um, great places to listen to podcasts, I guess, or, or whatever. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. As well, uh, be sure to like us on Facebook. We we do appreciate we do appreciate all the love, whether it's a comment um, on 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 an article on Magic Daily or a review on iTunes, five stars, please. Um, all the follows, all the likes, we do we do appreciate that a lot, of course. Um, helps the podcast grow and lets everyone know that this is the number one place to get your daily about 30-minute commentary on the Magic every single weekday on here on Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'm always accessible, always ready to chat about the Magic. Uh, and, of course, it's uh, Magic After Dark Week, so uh, we'll, we'll turn the lights down real low and get nice and snug for these late-night games. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, I want to thank you all. For listening to Locked On Magic. Uh, I will see you all tomorrow here on the Locked On Magic Podcast. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.